Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mike Claiborne, as always, was very eloquent and had good and memorable things to say and I know the family was very appreciative of, of Mike speaking uh, on behalf of uh, or for Demetrius Johnson about his memory and Mike joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line Claves I, I told you yesterday and I will say it again great job and uh, it was great to have you be a part of that yesterday well I, I was I was honored uh, the, the only problem is I'm going to too many of these things yeah and uh, that, that I guess when you get old that's happened but uh you know what it was a day of celebration i mean everybody had great stories about demetrius and i think we all know what's in front of us as far as uh keeping his dream alive and um after yesterday i'm even more motivated by it hey clay's happy new year to you um i was wondering if you were able to see the football game last night and and the, the, oh, yeah. the tragic accident that happened what were your thoughts on that and and i was telling randy earlier today and, and rock i have never seen anything like that in my entire life playing football, watching football. It was really a scary situation. I just wanted to get your thoughts on, on the event of, of yeah. last night's game. You know, Kerry, I, I think I've seen that a half dozen times. Really? Uh, Randy and I talked about Chuck Hughes, who, who died on the field in 71. And I, I guess Blues fans should remember Chris Pronger taking one in the heart, and he was, he, you know, he checked out on the ice, and Jay Bowmeister collapsed on the bench with a similar situation a couple of years ago. Uh, Hank Gathers. Uh, died on the court. I mean, uh, it's happened more than we think. Uh, But, you know, I think last night was different because this is the first time we've seen a guy go down in the NFL. You know, ironically, when Chuck Hughes went down, they finished the game. Yeah. You know, know, so, I mean, we've come a long way in 50 years, but it it was something that, you know, when you think about it, uh, it, it really it was numbing to me, and, and as I said, I've seen it before, but you never get used to it. And Claves, a lot of discussion today, and we like to take the deep dive into situations like this about how quick or how slow the NFL was to react. At least at the end of the day, they got it right and didn't play anymore. Whoever it was that made the decision, coaches, players, league, at least they got that part of it right. Yeah, I agree with you, Randy. I, I think sometimes we overanalyze things. <laughs> You know, you think about the the coaches, the players, the players' association, the league. I mean, they didn't have you know realistically they, they didn't have a choice because and Kerry, you know this as well as anybody. Football is a game of focus, and if you can't focus, then guess what? You get carried off. Mm-hmm. And I I think the guys that lost focus, uh, their mind was elsewhere, and I wholeheartedly support and respect the decision they made last night not to play. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was it was kind of telling. You could you when when everything started taking place and unfolding, you can almost tell or, or sense that something bad was happening by the players' responses, and and that was something that you know really took me because I had never seen players respond in that manner uh, because we didn't know what was going on until it was reported later that they had to administer CPR. And, and Claves, I think you you hit the nail on the head. It, it is a difficult task to play a violent sport when you are not focused solely on on the task in front of you and. And I do believe that the NFL had to make that decision. I, I think the the players really, you know, forced that issue because they weren't comfortable playing. Either side was was comfortable playing because of of what they just saw take place. So here's the question for all of those who, and I'm not a participant uh, in the fantasy leagues and everything else. And uh, what does the NFL do about this game? I don't know. I was telling Randy earlier. I don't think that they play this game because Buffalo went home yesterday. They didn't. They didn't stay in yeah. in Cincinnati. They are back in Buffalo. They aren't in Cincinnati with an opportunity to play a game. And I don't think that that's something that they are even concerned or care about. I mean, I know everyone is concerned about you know all of the other factors in terms of of whether or not the Buffalo Bills will be the number one seed. Could potentially the Cincinnati Bengals get the number one seed? I know all of those things are on the line, but at the end of the day, you know, the the fact that a young man collapsed on the field, I think, takes precedent over all of that. And they'll just, you know, those two teams may only have 16 games under their on their record as opposed to 17. Well, they should be playing 16 in the first place. I agree with that. The whole 17 thing is, is, a, is a joke, uh, you know, because we're not seeing the best players playing all the time. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. If, if they walk away with it as is, I'm good with it. Uh, I, I think it's really an attention draw to why they're doing it and, and how, how much health and safety is important to the game. Claves, I want to have you react to something, a point that I made earlier about Vladimir Tarasenko. With Tarasenko and O'Reilly out, even if Laddie comes back in four weeks and is going to play, he's got a 15-year-old son and a 6-year-old son and then a younger son. He's got a no-trade clause. He, he can go to a place that he doesn't know. He can live in a hotel for March, April, May, maybe June, and try to win a cup. If, if, I think if I'm Vladimir Tarasenko, I would use my no-trade clause. That's specifically why I negotiated for a no-trade. That's a good point, Randy. Um, you know, there's a lot. When you have a family, man, and you're used to coming home to them every day, and they're in that, that, that stage in their lives where, you know, you, you want to be around them uh, more than ever, uh, that, that's, a, that's a heck of a sacrifice. It's a heck of a sacrifice. Um, to be on another team that ha- that might have a chance to win, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, you got to, you have the trade clause for two reasons: one, you don't want to go somewhere where you, you don't feel like you can win, and two, you don't want to be separated from your family at somebody else's decision. So, uh, if he stays, that's fine. Uh, and you know, I feel the same way about Ryan O'Reilly. I, I mean, the, the Blues are in a tough spot, okay, because both of those two guys are not available to him. And it also kind of exposes their minor league system where they don't have enough to help them right now. But, you know, if, if, you, if you're basically, quote, air quote here, stuck with them, then you know what? That, that's cool. I, I think you can bring one back, if not both of them. Hey, hey, Clay, what, what are your thoughts on this Blues team going forward with those two uh, being out for extended periods? Well, you know, here's the thing, Kerry. There's some minutes to be had by somebody, mm-hmm. okay? Somebody's going to have a chance to play themselves on this team or play themselves off this team. And if you're Craig Berube, you got some younger guys that you have to coach now. And maybe sometimes that's more fun to, to coach. 
And, and, and really, it's going to be a reflection on your scouting department on whether these guys can actually play or not. So there's a lot of things that are going to be held in the light because of what's about to take place. But the bottom line is somebody's going to have to play. And I think it's an incredible opportunity for a young player to get some quality ice time and not find themselves always on the fourth line, maybe getting eight, 12 minutes a night. There's going to be some guys who are going to be logging some legitimate minutes and uh, how they fare with it is going to be up to them. Hey, I know he, he's a defenseman, but one of those guys that I think should get more time is Callie Rosen. He has been playing, you know, outstanding in my opinion. What are your thoughts on him, and, and what does he need to do to get more time on the ice? Man, he's so hot. I'm surprised he's not driving a Zamboni. <laughs> I mean, he, he's – you know what? He, maybe he's just one of those late bloomers. Uh, you know, he seems like he's got a good knack of following the puck. Okay, or a puck following him, where he's always in a good position to do something with it. Uh, defensively, he's been okay. Uh, you know, I, I think that he's a guy that just probably needed some more ice time and a little confidence, and that's where it takes you. I mean, granted, I don't think you, you signed him up for him to be, you know, uh, Nicholas Lichter, but I, I think if he can provide some offense from the back end and maybe fill the void of losing Toy Krug on the power play, uh, who knows where it can go. Hey, Clay's. I got a kid on my team that, uh, hey, when you say the puck just finds him or he finds the puck, I got a kid on my team that we would just throw out there. He didn't know he, he would just go get the quarterback, son. And somehow, some way, Clay's, every single time, <laughs> something good would happen. The defensive coordinator was like, I can't, he doesn't know. I said, put him out there. He just figures yeah. it out. It, the ball finds him. He gets an interception. He tips passes. He gets fumble recoveries. He gets sacks. He doesn't know enough, but he knows enough to go forward and go hit somebody. And, and some Sometimes, you know, some of those guys just have that in them that, that things fall their way. You just got to leave them alone. Leave them alone. Uh, Don't and, coach them. <laughs> I, I, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, what? Well, here's the thing, and, and you guys know this, there's so much information available to players that sometimes they do more thinking than playing. And there's some guys who, if you just say, hey, look, man, let's keep this simple. We're not saying you're a dumb guy. We just think that you don't need to know all these other things in order to do your job. Just go play. Don't worry about all this. We, we, you know what? We have other guys on this team that need that information in order to be better. You don't need it. Just go play. And, and if you, you, get, you get one or two of those guys on your team, you, you can probably have a successful team. Now, I don't know if you can have a bunch of them because they all can't play. They all need some coaching. But in that situation, yeah, you're doing the right thing. See, you're a good coach, man. You know you know what a bread is butter. Clay, I, I got to laugh because it just reminds me of the story, not to make a comp here because it's unfair to make the comp, but when Belichick went to Parcells and said, hey, uh, Lawrence Taylor's sleeping through meetings. I don't know what I'm going to do. And Parcells said, how do you play on Sunday? <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all that matters. Yeah. Hey, that guy's pretty good. They used, to, they used to say, Dion, when he came to the Cowboys, he was sitting in the back of the squad room with a blanket over his over himself taking naps. And then all of a sudden, the next day he showed up, he had a straddle lounger in there. And, and Chad Hennings, this is one of my favorite stories, Chad Hennings, who had, who had come over from the Air Force, he just finished serving his duty. And he had a thing about counting toes in the huddle. And he counted 20 one time. And he looked up and Dion was just standing out on the corner, not minding, minding his own business. Hey, get your blank in the huddle. You got to know what we're about to do. And somebody just grabbed and said, man, don't worry about him, man. He plays later. He had a pick six. And Chad Henney went over here and introduced him and said, hey, my name's Chad Henney, and welcome to the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you know, they're just some guys. You just leave them alone, man. They got to figure it out. 
Yep. And I guess, you know, if you're Dion and you're practicing against Jerry Rice and Mike Irvin on a daily basis, there's not much more some other team's going to bring out that you haven't seen and not been able to do. No doubt. Hey, Claves, what do you got happening at Claves Online right now? Well, we got Dr. Rick, uh, his podcast and Rammers coming up later this week. Uh, you know, here's one thing you guys listen to. You have to listen to the, the two-man game with Rammer and Rocchio because this NBA scoring thing, they have lost their minds as far as scoring. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to Al Terrario, and I'm, we're going to visit with Kevin Weeks later in the week. Hire Richards and I are going to chop it up on this uh, college football weekend. Uh, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen two better playoff games than we saw last week, so it'll be fun to see what TCU can do with Georgia. So we have a lot of stuff going on, including we'll certainly be talking about the NFL as they go into their final week of the season. Awesome. Michael, later, always- today, later today, Joe Roderick and I will do our lunch with Kip Clays and Joe. That comes your way at about 11.30, so we'll be chopping a lot of things up today as well. we got to check that out. All right, we'll be tuned into that. We'll, I'm sure, talk to you during the week, and then uh, we'll have you back on the show next next Tuesday. Let's see, next Tuesday. I'm wondering uh, I'm wondering about Florida by next Tuesday. I'll be somewhere between St. Louis and Jupiter by next Tuesday. <laughs> you know what? Give me a call. <laughs> we'll do it. Thanks, Claves. All right, you guys have a great week. Take care. You, you too. Happy New Year. Mike Claiborne on 101 ESPN. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 3. It was my first time traveling alone. Packed my car with hiking boots, a camera, and my dog, Randy. I don't know what I was searching for. Maybe it was something new with adventure. Maybe it was the idea of vacation I would never expect. Filled with wildlife, national parks, rivers. Whatever it was I set out to find, it was all there and more. Because there's so much South Dakota. So little time. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. At the Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.